Welcome to a podcast. A good podcast about board games and my wife. A very good podcast in which I persuade her. Also, let's not start by saying very good. We don't understand it yet. Is it, yeah, but it's ironic. Why is it ironic? What's the irony? I think maybe this is a good intro. <laughs> I actually genuinely forgotten the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've gone live as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'm recording, obviously. Okay, so... <laughs> right, so, hello, welcome to Board Goes With My Wife, with me, Jack, and my wife, Lottie. Hi there. Well done! That was also, <laughs> I just realised, I've said I've forgotten the introduction, and done the introduction, it's like, it's like five words, yeah. and I forgot, I know, it's a bit bad, yeah, isn't it? That is bad, but I'll, I'll finish the intro, shall I? This is a Bird with Games podcast, Bird with Games being our publisher, that is bringing uh, Dog Park to Kickstarter this September, on the 14th, and we could not be more excited we could not be more excited yeah we could not be we could we could not be further from excitement and that's 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 the opposite of the good isn't it <laughs> we're you can totally tell that we're kind of a bit like we're a bit de- delirious at the moment with all the with all the dog park stuff going on sorry the dog is licking his feet as always <laughs> he's just creepily licking in the background as is his um i was down with strokes <laughs> uh, yeah so we're back with another season but should we start with Dog Park? Well, I think we should start with Dog Park. I think you should start with Dog Park as well. It, 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 can I say I bought that as as my um as my thing that I bought? You know the thing we bring. You know we bring things at the start. Oh, no, I actually <laughs> forgot about that. You know we bring things at the start. And we're like, what's caught our eye? Right, yeah. And that, that Dog Park's caught my eye. Can I do okay. that? Can I cheat? Um, I suppose so. Why not? I claimed it. Fine. <laughs> okay, I've got something that's caught my eye anyway. I know what's um, caught your eye. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I absolutely know you. Literally, I know exactly what's caught your eye. Okay, well, let me plug Dog Park first, please, before yeah. you start judging me for how readable I am. So, Dog Park is our, if I do say so myself, and because I didn't do the art, I can say this, it's our beautiful card-driven board game for one to four players about walking all of your favourite dogs. Uh, And in Dog Park, you and your friends take on the role of dog walkers who are collecting, caring for and walking dogs over four rounds. The collector's edition of Dog Park features all 221 dogs recognised by the UK Kennel Club, so it really is a just a massive celebration It's a smorgasbord of dogs. It's an absolute smorgasbord. Um, and we're really looking forward to bringing it to Kickstarter on the 14th of September. I would love it if you came to check it out um, and subscribe to the page if you like the look of the game. And to find out more about Dog Park, you can visit the Birdwood Games website, which is birdwoodgames.co.uk. And there you can subscribe to the Kickstarter page. You can subscribe to our newsletter where I'm doing loads of behind the scenes um, stuff on Dog Park. And we have a competition to win a copy of Calico coming out on Friday, if you're listening to this on the 1st of September when it goes out. And lots of other fun stuff in there as well. While you're looking at me in a nonplussed fashion, because <laughs> so many things happening, so there much are, stuff. There's so there is so there are so many things happening. And Jack and I for Birdwood Games take quite different roles in the business. Where Jack is like basically master of operations, and I'm marketing and creative and everything else. And at the moment, it's a very marketing and creative. It's a heavy time. <laughs> it's a very heavy time. Yeah, it's a very heavy time for you. You're doing a lot of heavy lifting. But we're having fun. Yeah, we're having we're having so much fun, and it's been so amazing to interact with people and kind of you know speak to people, people that have found people that have followed us from the beginning on this podcast, who's kind of and then you've reached out to us and said, and you know, people, this is where you've heard about us or yeah. the game, and you shared you know, your thoughts on it, and that's been that has been honestly, it's been so. I I see a lot, of, and this is gonna sound really cheesy, but like I'm gonna get into cheesy <laughs> mode, but like I see a lot of people when they talk about doing campaigns, particularly indie, indie, I say indie, but like small publishers where it's like one or two people, first time companies, um, you know, and they talk about it being like the best experience of their life and how, how amazing the experience is. And whilst we're we're very early on the journey, I do I do kind of understand that, like the connection you get with people and the communication you have with people and people reaching out to you to say this looks amazing or like they love it or whatever. It's it just like, it's just so great. And then to talk about like, like people just, just that interaction. It's just, it's just, I love the it res- so much. The response to Dog Park and to Birdwood Games and to us as designers has been, you know, just so heartwarming and lovely. And I can't wait to run the campaign and reveal more stuff and chat to you more, hopefully do some more podcast um, bits and yeah, it's been it has been it's an been really special, isn't it? and, and it's just how supportive and kind people are. That's just like yeah. people share stuff, and it's just it, we, we, you know, we thank we, we, we're so thankful for yeah. all that stuff. And, and if just... you're listening to this podcast, you are one of those supportive people yes. because it's likely or you've been you here clicked for on the wrong thing, yeah. But welcome, anyway, <laughs> please stay. We talk about board games, and sometimes we'll get into that. Um, so shall we get into it? No, we've got to do what's caught our eye, 
Yeah, that's what we're Oh, that's what we get. Yeah, that's the thing we're getting into. Yeah. That's on the agenda. That's yeah. point one on the agenda. Yeah, slide in, ease yourself in, breathe into it. Okay, so do, what, what, do you want to talk about Flamecraft? <laughs> <laughs> I actually also, because I forgot we had this segment, I can talk about Flamecraft without even opening my laptop. I can tell you that it's a beautiful game about artisan dragons. It's designed by Manny Vega. It's designed by it's, people inside your brain. It is. They've Manny Vega and Sundara Tang, who did the um, art, have cr- crawled inside my brain and created the game that I wanted to buy. Thank you very much. And it's published by Cardboard Alchemy. And go and check it out on Kickstarter. I think it will be done by the time this episode it goes will be, out. I, I will be stunned. It will, it will have a late pledge of some yeah. description, which will be around this sort of time in the coming weeks. If you if you listen to this in September, it will be it will be you'll be able to get this game. Yeah, but it is has been the most monstrous, or should I say, dragonous, if that's a word, campaign on Kickstarter that I think I've. Ever it's been seen? a really fantastic campaign and they've done so well and such amazing gratitude and they deserve it because it looked absolutely brilliant it and was one of those things where I was served an ad for it I think about a week before it went live and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god you told me about that you told, you told me about an ad you were served and you were so excited by it and you were just like we're getting like, this that is, that is, is your, the, yeah. that is the dream that's how you want your board games to connect Absolutely. with but you, people but you, like, you so often say to me and, and I agree, but you often say to me, like, the thing you always look for, you like fantasy, like, you like fantasy, but so often fantasy is, is a particular way. It's quite, I don't know, dark is the right word, but it's quite, like, you know, you like... Know, I just want my dragons to feed and me you, toast. Ex- but exactly, and you, always, you know, we always regularly talk about it, there's, there's so much room for, like, you know, I, won't, I won't call it light fantasy, but fantasy where it's just, like, there's kind of a hybrid, a synergy between people and people and animals and magical creatures, and it's very much, like, it's bright, it's colourful, and it's yeah. things like that, where they're making toast yeah. and pots and, like, if they're read the uh, tea dragon society it has a very similar vibe to that where it's like humans and dragons working in tandem the dragons are really small and they're kind of like dog size and so it's like oh my god if i could live in the world of flamecraft i absolutely would i can't wait for my um copy to arrive i don't know if when it's arriving next year i doubt Um, it'll be this year be very it'll be a fast turnaround if they got it just before christmas it would be um but yeah, I can't wait. And yeah, if you haven't seen Flamecraft on Kickstarter or heard about it, go and check it out because you're in for an absolute treat. Yeah, you are. And I think it's, it's yeah, it's, I, I knew that was going to be what caught your eye. Has anything caught your eye? I actually haven't prepared anything. <laughs> you haven't what? Prepared anything, as always. I forgot, kind of like, you know when you haven't done something for a while and you kind and of we, forget. We haven't done this podcast for so long. The last time we was in May. Exactly. So well, it's only like four months. That's a long Fine time. Right, yeah. We had a longer, yeah, we had a short summer break last year. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've been I think we've been, uh, we've been making a game, making a game, and doing that. Uh, uh, but you know what? You forget. Like you, you do something so often, you kind of just it becomes second nature. I kind of just forgot that, that was what that was part of the show <laughs> until we till literally you, you told me we were, until we told me we were recording, which always catches you by surprise. I'm always doing something else. I think you wait for me to be doing something else, and you tell me we're recording. You know, I'm quite busy, and that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's what you think goes on. I think Flamecraft is enough to keep people... We both spoke about Flamecraft. We, we were very, we were, <laughs> we've both we spoken both about up. it. We both spoke up. We both bought Flamecraft. <laughs> that's like, I'm like the person in the group project. It's like, we, we no, all No, you're not. This. You're like the person at like a wedding who was like, can I put my name in the card? It's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. You bought the gift and I'm like, I bought it. We bought you this lovely bowl. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know if this is a, a vibe across other countries, but dad's in the UK at Christmas... And they're like, what did you get from your mum and dad this Christmas? And my, my dad wouldn't know. Cause it, but my mum would have just done all the shopping and all yeah. the gift buying. And he's like, what did you get? And it's like, the card said it's from you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. That's that's the vibe. We've, we, we've got that vibe for this. For this. But to be fair, Flamecraft, we both bought Flamecraft. I reminded you of the section, so, you know. Only because I was out. Out where? I was on a run. Oh, yeah, you were on a run. Oh, yeah. somewhere. You were doing other things. <laughs> I was like, where have you been? <laughs> Um, should we talk about eight games that we've loved playing this summer? We should talk about our summer of gaming, 2021. Why do you have to spin things in such an, such an annoying way? I am annoying. I think that's what I've realised. Through doing through doing audio medium, I've realised how irritating I am as a I human. really hope that our listeners find you endearing. I don't, think they, like will, I don't think they will or do. They probably listen mainly for you and I'm just there, <laughs> like the hanger on. I'll put my name on the card. Just like, I'll put my name on there. You do have good insight. You just do some weird phraseology sometimes. It's a... It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. I yeah. can't really help myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's either really long-winded or it's just weird. Yeah. It's one of those two. This is not in the middle. Yeah, like the weird uncle of... Don't call me the weird uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the weird uncle. Yeah, it has predatory oh, no. undertones, that doesn't it? 
That does have pretty. This is bad undertones. Okay, let's walk out of that creepy cul-de-sac. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not going to buy a property. We're <laughs> no. going to see something else on the market instead. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about. So we have played lots of games this summer happily. We've played heaps. Do you want me to tell you how many we played? Oh, you, you need your stats out. Well, so but. You haven't remembered anything else about this podcast. I bet you've been waiting to share your stats. Oh, I haven't put in the stat machine yet. Yeah, what? I, I what I've now have done. One job. I'm I, I know, and jobs. what I have done, which is now and literally, I I can't. I, I'm I'm now putting off this task. I've just listed every game we've played on a notes app on my phone, and I've now <laughs> got to put it into the stats app. Oh, this is why. So, this is what I don't understand about the stats app. Anyway, it's just don't question admin. the stats app. It's just admin. You're yeah, crazy some people admin. like admin. Yeah, but you clearly don't. I do like admin, but at the same time. I will let this. It's like the ironing pile. I've let it build up now <laughs> to the point where it's. I'm scared of it. The ironing pile. We just close the door on it now. We, we've literally it's, we shut it in a separate separate room and we just we just hide. Yeah. Because one day it will come for us. Yeah. So can you tell us how many games you've played? Uh, I can guesstimate. It's Why about, have you come with? This is not stats. This is like vague stats. <laughs> uh, it's my vague stats section. About twenty five, I think. Maybe maybe thirty, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of the word gangshon appearing in this. So it's probably that game appears like quite literally like I think nine times. To be fair, we have been on some very lovely secluded self catering holidays, and the thing for a secluded self catering holiday is gangshon clever. It is, and with that actually, with that with that segue, I'm just gonna that wasn't even planned. I'm just gonna dive right in. So we went to UKG this year, which was put on um, by the brilliant organisers and we felt really safe there um, in the UK. We're able masked. to socialise under our mm. government guidelines, but it's uh, mask wearing and social distancing, hand sanitising. And, and so, testing and, yeah, or vaccination. PCR testing and, and vaccination. So we were able still to go, which was really felt really nice to see people that we haven't seen in a long time, to meet friends we haven't met before, um, and to see some new releases from this year, which is where I'm getting to with um, this game. So this is the third instalment of Wolfgang Wash's Gangshong Clever. And this is called Clever Hock Dry. Um, in English, it's called Clever Cubes, and I think, I think it's coming out with an English uh, edition soon but jack and i could not wait for the english edition yeah. because if you're a long time listener to this podcast you'll know that we're obsessed with these games uh they're published by smitchville by the way and we had to have this as soon as we saw a copy and we did at ukge so the rules are in german but we didn't let that stop us uh, we, we're found, in german. <laughs> we found a translation but luckily uh all of the gangshon games are language independent so yeah it's all icons once you work it out it's like that. You, yeah you got the idea and clever hot dry or clever cubed is as replayable as addictive as the uh, first two Gangshong roll and rights in the series. I think whilst I love this and I would buy copies for people as gifts, I think this is my least favourite of the trio because only because of the amount of combo combo making it requires. And I like a combo make, but it's like if you aren't good, sometimes I just like to I just like to cross things off in the same area and that's not necessarily the strategy. And I can't stop myself from Yeah not doing I that. think it's my least favorite of the 3. I think that the 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 things that it does with the dice there's some interesting ones but there's nothing as interesting as other ones and together there's I like think the second one I think is my favorite but this, this I is, think I would this, I would agree I think I concur with that. Thank you. Um I think if you're a fan of the Gangshon Clever definitely get it's this different. definitely uh, get this one because it's a um it's a really enjoyable addition. I think it is taxing in a couple of different ways so if you like yeah. to be stretched by a roll and rights this is a good stretching rack i don't Pump? know i don't know why did you go to medieval torture is that what we're gonna do now we're gonna segue into medieval torture podcast have we got any games that do medieval torture no i hope there aren't many games that do medieval torture to no, be honest that'd be sad wouldn't it the old cat and nine tails is that a medieval torture thing i don't know what that is that sounds like a pokemon i think it was like a whip wasn't it with like nine, nine tails, but isn't yeah? Is, but isn't it a whip with nine whippers, whippets on? I don't know what they're called, and it's called the cat of nines, and it, and you whip nine whippets. I, I might have just I might have had a fever dream here and made all this up. Should we have a classic Google of what a cat of nine tails is? Cat, a cat of nine tails. I don't know why I've put those words in front of it. Maybe that's a thing. Okay, cat of nine tails. Is it a thing? A commonly shortened to the cat is a type of multi-tailed flail that originated as an implement for severe physical punishment. See, I knew that was a thing, and I was where, 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 where what it was called. 
Nine Little Whipples. Are you glad you're back for season three? <laughs> <laughs> I get to dip into my vague recollection of hearing something once and bringing it up. That's another torture device. There you go. We've, nipped, we've got two. Physical punishment. What is that? It's like what is severe physical punishment? Let's torture. Let's not get into it. Tell me about a game you've played. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of severe physical punishment, I'm going to talk to you about Canvas. By... Can we just clarify? This is a beautiful and lovely yeah. game. There's no severe physical punishment at all. <laughs> this is a game about about being about, about medieval torture. <laughs> no, Canvas is Canvas by by R two I Games, Road to Infamy Games, uh, designed by Jeffrey Chin and Andrew Nerga. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful game. It, it's about it's about being an artist and creating works of art. And it has had. It was on Kickstarter originally, and it kind of came back to Kickstarter, I think, in this year. It had an expansion that came this year, so it might be coming again. And I'm sure you probably can get it from through stores, through stores, those kinds of places. I don't know. I'm assuming it's come that way. But it's really interesting. So one, the thing about this game is, so you're an artist putting together art, but the real hook of this game is that you put it together with these kind of translucent cards. Would you call them? acrylic sheet sort of style I think they're ca- yeah, they're card cards, things yeah. that you lay on top of each other and it creates a unique piece of art and that unique piece of art creates like these little combos which then scores you points and it's a it's a really visually you're all like oh this is this is different it's different there's not I can't I think of a game like it I don't think you can it. understate yeah no I don't think you can overstate how striking the translucent cards are and, and how satisfying that is to layer that yeah. and how I've never seen anything yeah. like that before it's yeah. so cool yeah and I think that so yeah so so we we, we got this and we, we really enjoyed it it's actually it's surprisingly quick actually quite simple but it's got its complexities in terms of get, getting your score maximising scores by creating certain combos of certain icons together which will then get you awards which will get you points which will then eventually you'll you know win the winner with the person with the most points yeah. and the actual doing of that it's kind of it's actually quite logic puzzle style where it's kind of layering things you need to maximize yeah, your what you're doing so it's, it's kind of puzzling it out and, and for someone like me I, that's kind of one of my one of my favorite things i really enjoy that in a game where it's kind of that puzzly style of you know planning ahead and working things out and layering those there and it's just yeah it, it's got because of because of the nature of it it's got loads of different ways of setting up and i think yeah we, we really enjoyed this we were really impressed by the overall visual package in terms of the the that aesthetic of it was, was was really cool to see the aesthetic is incredibly cool and i think um the publishers have a really cool vision with the game so i don't know if the retail version will be like this but the kickstarter edition at the very least is a, a full wraparound image on the front no text so really beautiful and you can hang it as if it were a um a work of art on your wall so i just love the commitment to the theme um and like i said i think it's a really novel play um experience i think that the logic puzzles definitely appeal more to you but i still really enjoyed them because i wasn't penalized necessarily for creating the art combinations that i wanted to create just on what i was aesthetically attracted to um i could do that while still trying to balance what the game wanted me to do to score which was really fun yeah, uh, it was it was it was a really fun. I, I just think it's, it's always great when you see something that's just as different to what you've got. Mm. When you're, I mean, you're doing basically you're kind of drafting and you're combo building or or, or, or icon collecting in, in a certain way to score points. Which is you know, lot, there's lots of games, but the way they deliver that through the through the 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 theming and through the implementation of that theme of being an artist and painting your picture yeah. I just think that's really it's really cool when you see that something like that because like that's stuck in my memory that game it's a game that will stick in my memory for for, for doing that hard agree hard agree <laughs> okay so in a similar vein to puzzly and satisfying is the Isle of Cats designed by Frank West and published by the City of Games I don't know who did the art for this but it is lovely so the Isle of Cats has been out for a little while now and uh, you may already know, uh, lovely listener, if you're plugged into the Kickstarter scene, all about Isle of Cats because Frank has just run a incredibly successful Kickstarter campaign for the expansion, Don't Forget the Kittens, which looks adorable. But we hadn't played the Isle of Cats before and that mostly is down to me and my reticence of picking up uh, tile-laying puzzle games that, in my experience so far, don't favour... The anal puzzler. <laughs> my goodness, I've been called many things in my life, but <laughs> we'll just let that sink in for a moment, shall we, listener? I mean, like, so what do you mean? What do you mean tell like... me, tell me of the anal puzzler. <laughs> <laughs> is he like a is he like a knockoff no, Batman villain? Don't, don't delve it's into me, the, the anal puzzler. <laughs> 
my god. <laughs> Frank, if you're looking for another villain to go alongside Vesh. Or, or, or a box quote. If you're looking for a box <laughs> quote on your next Kickstarter. <laughs> like, this is really a game for the anal puzzler. <laughs> what I mean by that is... In a tarot lane game, if you have a tendency like me to try and keep <laughs> to be what to be, to be the what though? I mean, to be clear, I, I'm confusing what you're saying here. So no, what? To... Let me explain. Uh, to keep your tarot lane really neat and uh, color coordinated, and you want to be rewarded for making basically the prettiest pattern, the prettiest pattern, but also the most efficient pattern. You've been yeah. so good at slotting everything together as a good anal puzzle would be. <laughs> <laughs> um and. In my experience, like for example, the Copenhagen game, game, yeah, not the, the rock, yeah, the Copenhagen game, I love, but when we play it, I, just, I want about to fill all the, the spaces in, and that the game doesn't, you don't really need to do that to win. But in the Isle of Cats, uh, so I'll tell you about the game and stop talking about puzzling. You are rescuing cats um, and you're trying to get them onto your boat, and that takes the form of a uh, a lovely boat board, which then the cats are basically like Tetris pieces that you're trying to place together, and those cats want to be with their families, and so that's where the colour matching comes in, and then you want to be as efficient as possible with covering up the space in your boat with the cats and the treasures um, and some of the other bits in the game. So I was hesitant to pick this up because I was thinking, oh no, another game that maybe is going to be isn't going to um, suit my tendency to be a neat um, puzzler. But this really, really doesn't. And it's, so it's so satisfying. And so you not only do you have a really satisfying gameplay experience, at the end of the game, your boat also looks beautiful, which is really cool. Have you got anything to say on the Isle of Cats? Yeah, I really like... I, I like a tile placement sort of pattern building game. I really like them. They, they, they suit my... They, they suit my favourite sort of thing of puzzling out and I think this one does a really good job because yeah you're right it does it doesn't say it doesn't necessarily and, and to be fair maybe if we played it more times it'll become clear it's not like there's an optimal way to win this there's an optimal way to achieve the best thing here whereas something like Copenhagen you just want to get to the top pretty much as quickly as possible and that's better than than, than filling all the holes often um and it, well, it feels that way you know, when we played it. Uh, with this, it feels like there's lots of different approaches you could take and there's lots of different ways you could do that. And I think that is really cool to see yeah. in this kind of game. And I think yeah, you're, you're right. It doesn't necessarily punish one playstyle over the other because yeah. um, you'll be rewarded and punished in different ways. Yeah. And a quick note on the art. I think, obviously, I like magical creatures and these are kind of like beautiful, kind of like magical looking cats. And in the game, you have... Uh, I think four or five different colours of cats and then you have a wild, uh, very rare cat called Oshax. And also I love stuff like that in a game where you've got like a wild, beautiful creature that um, if you find one in the wild then you can have these great rewards. So there's lots of really engaging, uh, rewarding gameplay going on in the Isle of Cats and I was chuffed to find that I loved it. I Yeah, really great game. One of my favourites so far actually. So next on my list is a game called... Draftosaurus by Ankama Games and designed by Antoine Bowser, Corentin Lebrat, Ludovic Marwank, and Thea Rivière. That's quite a lot of designers on this game. I didn't realise there were so many. Uh, it's a it's a drafting game about building a dinosaur theme park. So that's like it's like all the things. It's just like it's just like me, isn't it? It's just like it's actually funny enough. This you got me this for my birthday actually. So yeah. that just summarises that it's like this is this is it, as magical creatures as you are drawn as a moth to flame to magical creatures. I'm drawn as a moth to anything related to dinosaurs. Yeah. And dinosaur park building. I like the idea of dinosaur park building. Yes. Even though it's not something that one should do. I just love the idea of it. But in this game, you are drafting... You're, you're, you're passing, basically, passing a pile of dinosaurs to each other, drafting di- different dinosaurs. And the dinosaurs in this game, are literally, these are beautiful little, like, meeples, these little dinosaur meeples. There's, like, six different ones in there. And they're, just, they're different colours. And they're just really simple. It's a simple component, but it's really it's really cool and effective. You're passing them to each other. You're drafting dinosaurs, and you're putting them in your park. And it's kind of got, like, a roll and write sort of style thing, where, you you know, with a roll and write, often with something like Ganchon, for example, where you're ticking off things, and then that eventually will score you some points at the end of the game. Yeah. It's like that. You're putting your dinosaurs in different areas, in certain different patterns or ways or combinations and then you'll score points at the end of the game based on your layout of your of your park effectively and then whoever with most points wins but it was yeah one of the games where again we took this on holiday with us well because it was my birthday and we were on holiday uh, and we you really it was one of those where we, we both really enjoyed it and we played it several times because it was really replayable yeah i think it's interesting there's a bit of a theme about um 
puzzly problem solving games here. Like this again is that you're basically doing you're problem solving your colours. Yes. And you're trying to optimise based on the luck of the draw of the dinosaurs you pull out of the bag. Um, I think the thing about Draftosaurus is it's really fun as well. So it's a, a very compact game, but the player boards are double sided. So as soon as we finished our first game, we wanted to play again. So we flipped it over and got a slightly different experience, which is really fun. It's really fun, And yeah. it's affordable... Um, replayable short game super easy to learn I also think this is language independent it is yeah I think this is an absolute winner for players of all ages assuming you like dinosaurs Um, it's not a requirement but I think it definitely helps because the meeples are like you say really you know what I'm going to break it out I'm going to break out the natty the natty word the natty's back I haven't had natty in months no, I thought it was back. gone. I thought it was dead and buried. No, Natty's back and Giraffosaurus is Natty. It, it's fair enough. You can use the word. So the next one on the list is Plotalot, designed by Gemma Newton and published by Moonstone Games. Now this is a Natty game. It actually fits in my dungarees pocket, which is a big pocket, but it's a pocket nonetheless. Um, and so that gives you an idea of the size of the box. And so this plays for two to five players for 20 to 45 minutes. And is a really gorgeous, beautifully illustrated. The illustrator, by the way, is... Let me find for you, because they did a lovely job. uh, Miriam Hull. Um, And Miriam Hull has done an absolutely gorgeous job on both the box and the cards. Um, And so this game is about... This game is about developing your own little patch of land and having a vegetable plot. And it's a... A uh, really uh, kind of fast-paced competitive game where you're growing your veg, you're trying to uh, become the best veg grower in the land, and you're um, competing with your fellow plotters or probably farmers, as I think they're described as in this game. And there's quite a lot of take that in this game, if that's something that you like. There's plenty of opportunities to either steal from your opponents or to hamper them with a, a with a card um, that to will... To scupper their plots. To scupper their plots. Exactly, to scupper their plots. But there's also plenty of opportunities for yourself to, to create bonuses and, and create combos. And so that's really, really satisfying as well. I love what Moonstone Games are doing as well. Not only are they making beautiful, beautiful games, but they also make games for people and planets. So Plotalot is, a, I believe, a plastic-free game. It didn't come in any, in any shrink wrap. It just had these beautiful Moonstone stickers that kept the box together. Um, and so what they're doing are not only making really beautiful, simple, replayable games, but they're also, I think, making some great strides in what's possible for making board games that don't take so much from the planet yeah and that, and that i think is really great going forward for the industry something really great to strive towards and to work towards is is the impact of, of, of making the games that we love uh, and trying to lessen the impact and to you know improve it but the game itself as well really fun again you know that kind of game that is really replayable lot of things going on quick it, the, 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 it's, it's very fast, sort of turn to turn. You're not; it's not a big grand strategy. It's not even a sort of a deep strategy. But there's there's lots going on in there where you've got to plan, and you've got to kind of you know try and do things. And the next time you play, you might try something different. And and that I think is yeah, it, it, it's making of a, a really good game. I think the art really helps. So it's really charming, really really charming. Yeah, art. charming is the word. The next game on our list, rattling around like a pencil case, is Letter Jam, designed by Andra Scoopy and published by Czech Games Edition. So CGE. Mm. This is a game we picked up in Essen in 2019, when way back when we went to Essen, and it's a game where you affect it's a co-op game, and you are it's a co-op game, and you are using letter sort of cards and poker chip style numbers to spell words with all with all of your kind of compatriots you're playing with but you can't see the letter that you've got so you're trying to spell these words down you're basically trying to help each other guess the letter so they can eventually guess the word they've got in front of them and it's really kind of it sounds easy and when you explain it it's like oh that sounds really easy and then when you start playing it it's like this is really it's hard but funny at the same time because it's like you it's it's one of those great things when you realise when you play this game and you have that moment where you think to yourself I've got a brilliant word in my head I've got a fantastic word in my head and I put down my chips of my four chips and say you know whatever it is and then you sort of start staring and everyone's looking around at each other like what the hell is this word and you're thinking this is the most obvious word in the world because <laughs> obviously you can see all the letters but then when you actually break it down and, and you can't realise you're putting a question mark in someone's place you're like oh that could be like four different letters because it's like it could be an O or an E or an A or whatever and then suddenly it's like oh this actually really is not helpful 
this clue I've given everybody. And it's those kinds of moments where it's really funny and you get to the end of it and the words you end up spelling are just like are just gibberish because you've just got the wrong letter somewhere. And there's yeah. that realisation as well you have like when you're 80% through the game where it's like, right, I've got a K, a J, a P and an O. <laughs> I don't think this is going. I don't think this is going to be a word that I've got here, and that's just, it's just it's got those really kind of funny moments in it, yeah. And it's 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 really it's not easy, which I, which I quite like as well. And it's just you know, it, it's just yeah, well, we it's don't got, find it. Easy. We don't find it. We'll say it might be other people like this. We find it really difficult, and it's just got those kind of just fun. It's that kind of co- it's that kind of co-op where it doesn't it, it doesn't it's not a serious co-op. There's no kind of grand threat or anything like that. We're all working towards it. We're just trying to solve a puzzle together. And the way it lays it out, I think, is really effective. And I think it's it's one where if you haven't checked it out, I really recommend checking it out if you've got like a family setting or friend setting and you're looking for that kind of game where it particularly is like a warm up game to like if you're starting a games evening or having an evening where we just just maybe just as like a you know to, to not break the ice but you know what I mean whereas you get everybody kind of like in more of the mood for like for like not party time but like that kind of thing it's a re- you'll be laughing and having fun with yeah. this one I think t- Lesser Jam is having a real resurgence at the moment it had a um a few great features at our table over the summer with a couple of different groups of friends and we had such a laugh yeah. with it and I forgot how funny it can be. Something so simple can be so fun and so wholesome. It yeah. felt like the most wholesome time, didn't it? Well, that, yeah, because it's that thing of it being like, it's it's that it's that kind of moment of it being like, again, the, well, the groups who started to play, maybe this is insulting to the groups people we play with, <laughs> but everyone has that moment of it being like, Oh my god, I've been I've been really unhelpful to everybody here. It's yeah. not like one person lets everybody down. It's like everybody has that moment of like, oh, oh, this is really tricky. Um, and it, that sort of thing is really is just it's just really fun. And yeah. I think that yeah, it's it fun is the right word for this. And I'm I'm surprised because I think when I first heard about it or the style of it, I was like, oh, it sounds interesting. I'm interested by this. And it's yeah, it's just, it just is that thing of it being like it's quite I think engrossing. It's got the potential to be a real a real favourite, like a firm favourite. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing more of that. But the design of Blessed Jam, I think, feels really classic yeah. and classy and com- like completely whole um, and very economical. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of modern games that feel like classics, uh, the last one on uh, my pile is Cascadia, designed by Randy Flynn, illustrated by Beth Sable and published by Flash Out Games. And... I think this one is my favourite of the entire list. The play felt so clean, so crisp, so well thought out and utterly engrossing. It's a really simple concept, Cascadia. So um, it's a gorgeous spatial puzzle where you are laying hex tiles of habitat and placing various animals on those tiles and you have uh, five cards out which there are more in the game so you just you get a new set of five each time you play um five cards that have different puzzle scoring uh, bonuses so if you get a certain formation of bears you'll get points if you get a certain formation of foxes you'll get points and so on and this plays uh in 30 to 45 minutes so as you know is one of my favorite play times uh plays from one to four players and the process of this game was so satisfying to play the design felt so neat and the production of the um game was so joyful the who for the anyone else who's played cascadia um the drawstring bag who is with me that you want that in like a, a top or a skirt or a dress like i want to wear that fabric. you love the uh what is it called grid line or grid lines isn't it topology no it, it could be topology that's probably a fancy way of saying it they're um i'll find out what that word is that's really annoying me they're gradient they're gra- gradient lines they're for, for, for hills of how steep it is there might be gradient lines actually i'll get i'll get back to you carry on okay um so cascadia is just a real joy to play i think if you like nature this is a lovely one like the theme feels really beautiful um but if you like something puzzly and although saying that this doesn't feel like the other puzzly games on the list this feels although it's saying that i did lose because jack's brain on the puzzle um side of things outranks mine um most of the time but it didn't feel like a super crunchy in a in a alienating way contour lines that's what called. contour lines what's topology um i don't, I don't know maybe that's the study of contour lines I don't know. <laughs> can you google it for me i can topology is a mathematical study of the properties that are preserved through deformations twistings and stretchings of objects so probably not they're probably not that no it's a nice <laughs> word anyway um anyway so 
Cascadia is a a real joy to play. I would recommend anyone to get their hands on a copy. I don't think you could dislike this game, and I set that to you as a challenge. Flat Out Games also, at least at the Kickstarter level, are making really affordable, beautiful games. So this is definitely one to have a look at. I think they're doing some amazing, amazing things. Yeah, I think I think it's really great. I was I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed this game. I I, I kind of we got it, and I thought you know the the, the the overall theme and the idea of it. I mean, I was interested enough by it, but and I, and I kind of set it up, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay hex building with a bit of kind of placing of things and pattern building and sort of that was and then suddenly started playing it and I was like oh this is like every time I was like I'm going to need to put that there and I was literally thinking like having those thoughts of trying to create these create these scores and those kinds of things and I was like oh we got to the end of it oh let's play it again that's kind of how I was feeling over there I I want to play this again really quickly I also want to have a go at the solo version of this game Mm. because I think that could be really fun I'd be interested to see how they've what what the what the um, scoring mechanisms are, but I would highly recommend Cascadia. Big up Randy Flynn. I think you did an amazing job. So the final game on my list, my list, our list, the list <laughs> of <laughs> the, life, the definitive list is Pitchcar by uh, designed by Jean de Paul. <laughs> I actually think his name might be pronounced Jean de Paul because it's Jean as in French Jean, uh, do and then Paul as P O E L. Why is that funny? Because Jean de Paul isn't that a, isn't that some sort of singer? Jean de Paul. Oh, he's not Jean de Paul. No, is that not a person? I've made that person up. <laughs> is it Sean Paul? Sure. Yes, but I think he says Jean de Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the most ridiculous people. <laughs> I think he says Sean de Paul. <laughs> We're down with the kids, as they say. If the kids are down, we are not. We're there. not there. <laughs> We're sleeping. We're having a nap. Oh yeah. Uh, so yes, it's published by Fre- I think it's Fre- Freire Games, Freire Games. Um, it's an old, it's an old game. Pitch Car is an old game. I say old, two thousand seven. It's that, that, <laughs> it's an ancient. It's an game. ancient game found in the tombs of the pharaohs. <laughs> Quick game of pitch car. It's it's 2003, sorry, not 2007. It's even older than that. It's older than me. It's not really older than me, but it's it's. We would have to have serious words if that was older than you. I'd be in trouble. Oh, you've been with me for ten years, so yeah, you'd be in a lot of trouble. I'd be in trouble. Hello. (laughs) You're coming with me. (laughs) Anyway, back to what we're talking about. Why am I like a van? <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably are. You probably, you probably. Be, uh, let's go. Let's get away from the, 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 this, this, this very dodgy ground and talk about the pitch car, which sounds like, which, which I, I say old. And when I mean old, for like in terms of hobby gaming, like there's a lot of stuff that you probably has come out that is on our shelf certainly that's probably come out in the last five years, maybe six or seven now, given given the um given the fact that we're in 2021 somehow. The the, the yeah that so something that's come out in 2003. That's probably one of the oldest games on our shelves that we actually have besides Scrabble besides Scrabble yes it's probably one of the oldest games on the shelves that we actually have I would say looking around and chess and chess well chess I suppose is in theory like the old one of the oldest games it's like thousands <laughs> of years old but they can't suck it pitch I don't think we can count because who's the publisher of chess <laughs> and the designer who's even the designer of chess we may that we... person gets no credit that person gets absolutely no credit for designing chess I wonder if you can find out would you like to find out listeners should we go on the journey together you probably don't surely surely Chess. it's so old that probably people had that like, weird like what's it called parallel think where the people were inventing it and designing it at the same sort of time because they're probably just moving things around the board although chess is quite a weird rule so surely someone's kind of codified those rules and been like right this... right are you ready for this I bet, it's a, I bet you it's a French person according to the rules of chess oh, the rules of chess why, why is it in the rules Every rule book must say that I made this. The journalist Nathaniel Cook is credited with the design on the patent and they named after the English chess master Howard Staunton who... Oh, hold on. I think I'm just... You what rabbit hole you got down here? I it's think pat- I'm the chess piece. It's, old, it's older than patent times. It's like... Six, it's older than patent times. Google doesn't know. It doesn't know the more, without a more specific uh, search term. It wants to show me luxury te- chess sets and I don't want them. Or do you? No, I really don't. So we don't know. Anyway, so but, but, but let's let's get this train back on the track. That we, this so it's all it's all, it's an older game for us. But anyway, what what it is? It's a dexterity game where you are flicking little discs around a track, little race car discs around a track, trying to be the first person around the track. 
and it's it's really simple, really really easy. You can kind of make the track up in lots of different ways, and there's loads of different like expansion packs where there's like a loop de loop, and there's like ramps, and there's jumps, and there's cross sections, and there's loads of cool stuff going so on. Analog scale electrics. It's, it's literally like analog scale electrics, but it, yeah, which is great. It's 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 so it's so like oh, it's just you know, as most dexterity games are often just silly, and but it's that in that sense it's just fun because it's just you know it's quite competitive it's quite like it's quite kind of you know it but at the same time it's just you're flicking things so it's kind of like how serious can we how serious can we get about that and i think yeah we had a lot of fun with this one haven't we over summer loads of fun i also think that um sometimes some dexterity games (coughs) ice cool make me want to (laughs) cry pull my own eyelashes out why then why do you i think it's because you really have the pain for the listeners the penguins wobble and they wobble but they never fall down um and they just have a life of their own, a mind of their own. They're often their own. I think your biggest business. problem with that game is the fact that the the scoring mechanism in that game isn't like oh first past the post wins. It's simple. Simple. It's a you draw cards from a deck, and you could you could you could draw three ones, and and, and someone could draw a three, and they get before. as many points as you. And you been have been before. burnt by I this. I think Ice Cold is a great game, but what I was saying you've been burnt is by that it. I have been burned. Um, but and in the words of. That person who did the Christmas song, George Michael. What did George Michael's words? In his words, they were something akin to... I love being interrupted. Please tell me what George Michael said. Hang on, he said, he said... This year... Hang on, that, that, <laughs> I, I thought it was a different song, but I realised it doesn't really relate to this. What are you talking you know, about? Last Christmas. Yeah. Like, you once bitten, twice shy. Is that a little line in that song? <laughs> That's just an adage. <laughs> it might be a line in that song. It's in the mortal words of possible George Michael. Once bit dry shy. That's not in the song. It's this year to save from tears. I'll give it brackets his heart to someone special. Yeah, but he's got in there. Once bit and dry shy. I feel like that's a bit in the song. Yeah, it is. But that... there you go. See, <laughs> George Michael patented that. I don't think that was a George Michael phrase. I think that predated George Michael Can you prove as it? chest. <laughs> as chest. <laughs> We've learnt a lot in this episode. We've learnt about topology, chess. We haven't learnt that much about topology, we just abandoned <laughs> that. Would you like me to tell you why I think this is different to Ice Cool? Please, carry on. Okay, thank you. Um, there's something that feels slightly more in control about the way these discs are shaped. Hmm. So if anyone has played Ice Cool or hasn't, the penguins are basically like weebles. And they just and what is a weeble? It wobbles, but it doesn't fall down. <laughs> Um, as everyone should know. Do you reckon everyone in the world has got a weeble? Have we got a weeble? No, no, not as in like in our house. <laughs> as in like, do the Americans have weebles or the Spanish have weebles? I think or... weebles are a global phenomenon. Because <laughs> <laughs> there might be a clutch of people now who are like, what on earth is a weeble? Hold on. There was a weebles commercial <laughs> in the 1970s. For those, whilst Lottie finds what are we, if you if you have weebles in your home nation, because we we know we've got an international audience, hello international people, that a weeble was a children's toy that were like these little, like, like round people who had like big big old booties, and basically they had like little heads, and you would you could you could like flick them and wobble them, and they were weebles, and they 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 wobbled, but they never fell down, so they would never fall over. They would always wobble and eventually stand back up straight. And then for some reason you had like play sets with them, and they like I don't know, like you sent them down slides and stuff. Maybe there was like what, a what weeble like, size did you? There have? was like a construction. There was like one where there's like a construction site or like a fire station or something and then they and He's they, the boy and, that they bought too many and they toys. weeble down the slide and they weeble down the slide and wobble and they, they, they don't fall if down i have a fire i don't want a weeble <laughs> you know, if you lived in weeble land with all the other weebles <laughs> do you find out if weebles are international i can't find out all the wikipedia tells me about weebles is that they um originated in hasbro's play school division well, it's hasbro it's american and in the united kingdom they're manufactured and marketed by airfix under so, a license, they might not be so, called weebles in so other countries. They are international. But if you've ever had a toy and someone said to you it wobbles but it doesn't fall down, you've had a weeble. You've had a weeble in your <laughs> home. What were you? So you were asking me if I think weebles are international. I just would really like to tell the people why I think ice cream and pitch are different. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell we we're a bit delirious, though, can't you? Is that even an excuse? Every episode you're like, we're delirious. It's like. Are we, or is this just who we are? This is who we are. We have, we just haven't, we're having a chat. We're just talking about whatever politics, current affairs, and suddenly we're and like, we- right, we need to find out about weebles. <laughs> uh, anyway, the pieces are shaped differently. The pitch car 
I think they move with more control. There you go. That's a <laughs> succinct summary. You've squeezed all the joy out of it. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to close the Weeble tab now. <laughs> the Weeble tab. Uh, uh, I hope there's people out there who know what we're talking about when we talk about Weebles. Please write us a letter via the internet. A letter? Via the internet. Uh, pen, us a, pen us a telegram. A virtual, a virtual letter via the virtual telegram. To say, email. do you know what Weeble is? Yeah. And is it in your home nation? And do you call them Weeble? Because they might have them, but they might call them different. They might do. Like walkers and lays. They're too fair. That's, that's different, isn't it? Please shut up. Why? Just don't wander <laughs> down the crisp aisle. Like, just get it. <laughs> Next to the Weeble aisle. Absolutely not. Yeah. That would be terrible um, product planning. Uh, if you want... <laughs> yes, but our supermarket sells crisps and Weebles. Only <laughs> 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 two items. I'm not sure we can call it a supermarket if it sells crisps and Weebles. Well, what's the definition of supermarket? Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Right. Anyway, so that was pitch cart. We we, we got well entry. To be fair, to be fair, I think that was on brand because in pitch cart you spend quite a lot of time flicking your car off the track and going completely off course, and then you have to get back on the track. That was so, what we call meta. So actually, we were meta there. We were real, we were we were really meta. So well done us. Pat on the back. Great. Well, uh, those are uh, eight best love games that we played over the summer, and we really did enjoy ourselves. We got tons of inspiration for future designs, and also just had a blast. These were some really fun games to kick back with, and they feel like a summery vibe to me. They feel like summer holiday games. Yeah, they did. They felt. They felt. I think the particular ones where you could take them away on on, on literal holidays. Yeah. That was a really nice. That had a really nice feel to it. Yeah, but I think that any of these games would be great for any time of the year to play because they're. I I I've loved them all. Not equally, but I have loved them all. <laughs> but not like your children, but you... I don't think you love your children equally. Someone that doesn't have... Only has a dog child. He's only our only, only one child, and we love him equally to himself. Yeah, but if we've got another dog, he'd always be... He'd yeah, we'd be, love him more. And that's, the, that's what we'd have to say to the other child. Yeah. And then the other child, and then the other dog child would need therapy. If you're someone with two dogs, or even two children, do feel free to write in. Do feel free to, to expose the fact that you love one child more than the other. And we'll uh, talk about it on the podcast. If you'd like to send us a virtual letter, you can do so now at our fancy email address, which is hello at birdwoodgames.co.uk. And we'll say hello to you. And we will say hello. Um, I love getting your letters. And Why do you keep calling them letters? Because that's what they are. They're emails. I love saying letters. It it also, letters, sound, letters sounds like we're getting like a bag of like fan mail delivered to our house. If someone could actually send me fan mail, I would love that, because I like letters. <laughs> email... <laughs> will be totally acceptable and very much appreciated. You can also, before we get on to what's on the cards, follow us on the social media with the other children of the world. <laughs> <laughs> the ones in your van. <laughs> get in. We're at Burger Games on Twitter and Instagram. We also, if you want to come and join us on Facebook, have a dog park Facebook group where it is, and I kid you not, my favourite place on the internet, because... We talk about dog park and people share pictures of their dogs with me. And so it's just like the best place your, to be. It's your vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so do come there. Please back dog park on Kickstarter. I'm sorry to ask you so directly, but... And bluntly in their yeah, ear. Yeah. Um, I don't that is probably the most direct form of marketing, yeah. isn't it? You're literally saying into someone's ear, please... Yeah. Don't get creepy. Please. <laughs> don't, they might just turn it off now. Um, <laughs> oh, good. We got the message in. <laughs> like, no, shut up, you two. Uh, but we would really appreciate your support, even if you know you're just sharing. Even just sharing, that'd be amazing. If you could share, tell tell a friend, tell another friend, tell that friend to tell a third, like a pyramid scheme. If we could create that sort of structure, <laughs> where if you tell five friends, you get a sticker, and then they'll get stickers, but they've got to tell five friends as well. We should make stickers. I want a sticker. Well, you've got to tell five friends first before I give you a sticker. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've got five friends to tell. Uh, anyway, so those were our eight games. Thank you for listening to us, Waffle. Should we talk about what's on the cards? What is on the? What is actually genuinely on the cards? Well, I've got a solo game of Dog Park on the cards because I need to film a video for that. So that's a genuine on the cards. That's that's a that's a that's a genuine on the cards. And we and we're doing a double player of Dog Park as well, aren't we? Two player, two player one. We are going to do a two player game of Dog so Park. So our own game. On the cards. Yeah, twice. We know that's coming, but there will be other games, I'm sure. What do we want to play? Oh, maybe, maybe let's say optimistically because. As of right now recording, the Dog Park Kickstarter is two weeks away. So we're going to not so, sleep for two weeks. Yeah, so we may not have time for games, but if we did, what would we play? Oh, what would we play for a time for games? If we could have any... Choose anything off the shelves, what would you be picking <laughs> so, up? Child in a supermarket. Choose anything off the shelves. <laughs> you can't have that one, Jimmy. <laughs> that weeble plays it. It's too expensive. <laughs> Put it down. 
<laughs> Look over here, you have these woobles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Lego and Playmobil? Yeah, Le- Lego. Woobles no, no, because no, Lego and Playmobil is they're different kettles. They're genuinely different products. I'm sorry, I don't know. It's about like Lego, you. and then it's like like Master Blocks or like Blocko, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like knock off Lego, and it's just not good because uh, the Playmobil has its own vibe to it. It's got you know, there's different things going on in Playmobil. So I'm like, sorry, so are you a master of Playmobil? <laughs> I'm just re- repping for Playmobil, but it's like Lego and Blocko, and you're just like, oh, this is Blocko. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, that that that's the vibe there. Okay, what would you like to play? Uh, you know, what I like to play with a Weevil place. <laughs> no, I would actually like to play. What would I like to play? What do I fancy Maybe playing? Maybe the Air, um, Ares Expedition. Yeah, the Air- Oh yes, yeah, that's what I like to play. I like to play the Ares Expedition, the, the Terraforming Mars card game. Uh, the Ares Exped- Expedition, and we got that recently, and we've it's probably not. I don't think we've taken out the shrink wrapper yet. It is still in the shrink. <laughs> but that is something I'd like to play. Yes, very much. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Actually, I think I suggested playing that the other day, and you were like, "With what? With what time? I mean, not just with, with, with what? <laughs> with my hands? I assume." <laughs> Uh, yeah, what would you like to play? So, uh, flip the question, reverse, reverse, in the word, in the immortal words of DJ Casper. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is, it, is he called, he's called DJ Casper, is there, I'm pretty sure. For any of you who don't know who DJ Casper is, because maybe that's a UK based thing as well. It's not. Look up the Cha Cha Slide with DJ Casper. Great song, great tune. Great tune. <laughs> oh, that playing at my funeral. <laughs> You. Why not? It'd be great. That would be the moment where I'm being where I'm being lowered into the flames. Everybody get funky. Reverse, reverse. I I thought for the longest time that's what happened at a funeral, but it doesn't. So there you go. Anyway, that's my song at a funeral. It is DJ Casper, Cha Cha Slide. As I come in and as I go out, the whole the, the whole time while people are talking. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Try to the rest. Take it back now, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> crisscross. <laughs> I want the whoever the person has to do the crisscross. <laughs> yeah. Now you. Like some like some like vicar or whatever. What the vicar? What are those people called? Pastor. The person that does the, the funeral. The eulogist person giving the service, but also doing the the chacha <laughs> slide whilst they do the service. Yes. That's planned. That's penciled in. I'd like to play Clans of Caledonia. Yeah. Okay. Well done. That's simple as that. <laughs> Answer done. Bish, bash, bosh. Ron Seal. That's what it's on the tin. I can't give any more details because you spent the majority of the episode talking about weebles or the immortal words of some singers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the immortal words of DJ Gasper. <laughs> yes. I don't know any more of that song. Okay. Right? Just reverse, so, reverse. So they're not immortal words. They turn out to be mortal. So Charlie Smooth, that's pretty immortal. Yeah. But that's irrelevant to Clans of Caledonia. Uh, that's another one that we know often but, bloody um, it. Please, God, please, <laughs> God, please. We put that one up at UKG as well, and we're really looking forward to playing that. We that's are, hand yeah. sold to me by one of the people at the Shipquest booth, and I was so convinced by his candor and passion for the game, I was like, just take my money, take yeah. my money. You were, you were sold um, in. So, and I've heard loads of great things about it, so I can't wait to play that. So, in the parallel universe where we're not launching a Kickstarter in two weeks, we'll play those, shall we? It's great. Please write into us and tell us what you're playing so we can live vicariously through you. Uh, and equally, if you have any questions about Dog Park, about the podcast, about what we're up to, you know where we are. We're at Birdwood Games on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us hello at birdwoodgames.co.uk. Do come and subscribe to the newsletter for the Calico competition, which will be going out on Friday the 2nd, 3rd, whatever the fri- first Friday in September is. And I think that's all she wrote. That is all she wrote. That's that. That's that. All right, fist bump? Fist bump. Conclusion. You thought I'd forget.